0: Welcome back to the Hockey House podcast episode 24 presented by Sally Hockey Co. I'm Murph, joined virtually by Fitz and Glick tonight. Fitz, how we doing? Doing really
1: good, Murph. I literally hate school presentations, and I just got done with my last one I'll ever have to do yesterday. So I'm flying high, feeling great. Just got one final left, and then that's all she wrote. Does podcasting help you with presentational speaking? Honestly, I think it has to do with, like, if I'm talking about something I really like or, like, I'm familiar with, I'm fine. I could talk about hockey, like, all day. But when I have to present to, you know – the class, there's like whatever, 50 students. And then the teacher is going to ask like questions afterwards. And I'm talking about like what target should do with their new market share they gained during the COVID pandemic. Then it's over for me. Absolutely over.
2: (laughs) It's bad. It's really bad. (laughs) I'm literally the same way with presentations. Like it's terrible. At least they're online. I feel like it's a little bit easier when you're just talking to your computer than like in person.
1: I literally just write up a script and I just read it word for word now.
0: (laughs) If any teacher's listening to this, I don't do that. I was just joking. <laughs> Look, are
2: you, are you fin- wrapping up finals too? Oh, I actually finished last Friday. So I'm just enjoying my first full week without school in months. So I'm feeling fantastic right now.
0: Hughes decided to start the second semester two weeks later than they normally do. And it seemed like a good thing to do over Christmas break. It was like, oh, this is nice two extra weeks. But now that it's May, all of my friends are wrapping up school and I'm still here looking at all this work I have to do for finals week kind of wishing it was the other way around now but uh, I guess we'll take it as is We've got an awesome pod coming up we interviewed Kyle Hayden and Zach Garrett from you Mary coming off their their D2 ACHA national championship they gave us a, an inside look at their program Zach had been with the program for all three years that they've been around so he gave some pretty good insight to what it was like not only coming over from Botno and joining the team but being the first captain in program history and kind of the three-year journey that went on to winning the national championship obviously with Kyle between the pipes they gave it a pretty good inside look at kind of how you how you build a program to the point where they're national champions so uh we got into it with the guys and it was a pretty good episode what did you guys think all i have to say is if indiana was allowed to play this year it might have given them a run
1: for their money you never know <laughs> i'm just kidding they're uh, they're pretty nasty. We we wouldn't have been able to contend. But yeah, it was uh, it was fun to to hear what they had to say. It was it was like exciting just hearing them describe the stuff. Um, you know, like the rink and the atmosphere and all that. Just brings back you know good memories and everything.
2: Yeah, it was definitely great to just hear about them and their program. How in three years they went from literally not having a team to a national championship. So it was definitely a great interview.
0: Without further ado, we're gonna get right to the interview. Here's Kyle Hayden and Zach Garrett from You Mary we're pleased to be joined by two members of the 2021 division two ACHA national championship team please welcome from the university of Mary Marauders goaltender Kyle Hayden and captain Zach Garrett boys welcome to the hockey house we're happy to have you thank you for having us we appreciate it thank you for having us obviously you guys created a lot of noise during the national championships you guys got to host the tournament which I'm sure was amazing and we've got a lot of questions around the you Mary program but to give us a quick Introduction on you guys. We'll start with you, Zach. Kind of take us through your hockey career and how you ended up at UMary.
3: All right. Well, it's a it's a long one for sure. Uh I'm uh, quite old, so I uh I played hockey in Canada for a while and then played in the junior B League in Saskatchewan and then I went to uh Dakota College of Bono for two years. When they started the program here at the University of Mary, I decided to come here and start something and I don't know. We only had 20 guys, so it was uh, definitely something different.
0: Right off the bat, we'll let you know on the milestone. You you actually beat Tyson Brower for the oldest guest we've had on the show. Yeah, nice. So there's some there's some bragging rights. I, I know you guys are pretty big rivals with the guys at Jamestown, so I'm sure he'll be pretty bitter about that one.
3: Yeah, hopefully that helps me score more goals on him, but I don't know about that. <laughs> All right, and then, Kyle, how did you end up at UMary?
4: Uh, I played four years of high school hockey in Minnesota then played two years on the NA3 and Alexandria Blizzard for the jungle and then got recruited here. Honestly, wasn't where I ideally like to be, but now that I'm here, I love it and wouldn't want to be anywhere
0: else. We'll get into a little bit now before we get here. You're welcome to the ACHA moments, but just kind of go through the process. Obviously, you guys getting recruited to play at a, at a school that didn't have a hockey team before you guys got there. What was that process like and what sold you on going to Mary?
3: It's different, you know. You don't you don't get to watch any games or like see any of the guys that are going to be there. I think at the time that I was getting recruited here, there might have been five or seven guys recruited at that time. So it's definitely a different process. Where I live in Canada, it's very similar to that. Where there's a river right in the middle of town, and it's just kind of northern type of land. I think you know you get you get that uh winter breeze here, and it's pretty cold, but at the same time, uh. I don't know if I'd like to be anywhere else right now. That's kind of what brought me here was the city and the school was fairly nice. Like where I went to school before, you know, it was a little smaller, but I really enjoyed that type of atmosphere. And then obviously talking with our coach here, he really had a good idea about playing a lot of games in a year since then. And it's just been great, like bringing in new guys and kind of just developing the programs. Yeah. I think for myself, I came after our first
4: year as a program. So, I got to kind of see what they were about and what they did. And I think having the goaltending coaching and the goaltending history ahead here with Aaron Nelson, the former D1 drop as an assistant coach, that really helped make the decision a little easier to know I'd be getting his insights every day at practice and he'd be able to help me grow.
0: Zach, with you playing at, at Botno before coming to you, Mary, you might have a different answer than Kyle here, but what was your welcome to the ACHA moment?
3: I remember this one pretty good. Uh, I think we played at 8 a.m., because we were from Bono and we dialed by bus everywhere. So we played the 8 a.m. game and a tournament either it was in Utah or Colorado, showed up to the rink. Both of the teams were out on the ice before the referee. And then the refs yelled at us, Where where's your warm-up pucks? Well, we're from <laughs> North Dakota. When did we, we didn't bring warm-up pucks the so three other days we played. We warmed up with three pucks on both sides and then for five minutes and then, the next five minutes, we had 10-minute warm-up. The next five minutes, they had pucks for all of us. So, I mean, that's – it was a couple couple games in, but I think I was welcome to the league for sure, you know. And
4: I'd say for my welcome to h moment, I don't know if I really have one. Which it's – I feel like we're treated pretty well, but I just think welcome to the league and probably being better than I expected was going up to Monat last year and their fans were just nuts on top of me, and that was something I hadn't experienced in college yet. So going up to play them was it's kind of a shocker and an eye opener for me.
0: Anything like the fancy face playing Minnesota high school hockey?
4: I'd say probably pretty similar, but my nuts got more of the college students, and they're enjoying their beverages, so they're a little more ruthless than I would say the high school
2: kids were most of the time, but. I'd say there's a similarity there for sure. Glick's got the first question here for you, boys. Yeah, so what was your guys' reaction like as a team when you guys found out you were hosting the uh, national championships this year?
4: Part of it was we were obviously stoked to have it in front of our home fans, and we knew part of the plan of us hosting was be able to allow some fans in. We didn't think it would be as nuts as it was and turning people away at the door, but we were also kind of looking forward to the traveling a little bit, but we couldn't have been happier to host with our fans and the
0: support we got. Yeah, that's kind of an interesting take on it. I didn't think about the, you know, you normally you look forward to Nationals because you get to travel somewhere exotic instead of playing at your home rink that you get dressed at every every day of the year. Speaking of the rink, do you want to like take us through, um, I don't know, just your favorite
1: parts about it and tell us about what the locker rooms like a little bit?
3: We kind of have a rink where the fans are on the one side, the bleachers and whatnot, so we have kind of like a fan cheering section for students. I know they, they say during the game not to rock the glass, it can't break, but there's been a couple times. I don't know if it was me or a uh, couple, couple of the bigger guys on the team. They uh, hit a couple guys, and the glass breaks, and then we got to stop. Like the little stanchion thing comes off. So I think the students always joke about them. If they shake it hard enough, then it'll break it. But I don't know. We got some sweaters that say it too. That break the glass. So they're definitely pumped about that to come out and try it. We have a video board right above the penalty box, so. I try to be on there as much as possible with taking as many penalties as I can in a season. Some people, yeah. some people tease me about that. And then our locker room, we have a big logo in the middle, the you Mary logo. And we have pictures around from our first season kind of celebrate our history that we, we have only been playing for three years, but kind of like going back to first game, first drop of the puck and this and that. So it definitely has a little bit of tradition so far and hopefully just keep building on that. So,
1: You only had 54 PIMS this year, Zach. That's the lowest out of your time there, you, Mary.
3: Yeah, I was trying to cut it down. so
4: We had to get on about that. I actually took more penalties than him in the national tournament. Really? (laughs) I think I got one. Zach was good enough to stay out of the box for
0: whatever reason that weekend. Wow. I didn't catch your penalty, Kyle, but I did see the uh, great maneuvering jumping out of the way of that guy coming into the net. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but both – all the goalies wear Warrior gear, and you guys obviously are, are decked out, the players too, in Warrior. Is there a deal with Warrior, or are you guys just getting all the goodies from them?
4: It was a weird transition as a goalie. I never thought I'd be wearing Warrior gear, but I'll take what I can get, and I like it now, so. What's it like wearing the white gloves and the white
3: shells? I think the first game was definitely an eye-opener. You know, like the Dallas Stars do it. You know, I didn't really like them wearing them. <laughs> it's kind of grown on us for a little bit. Yeah, it was definitely interesting. We had talked that maybe he would get us pan covers to, you know, go all all white, and then sure, sure enough, we got
2: white pan covers the next year. So,
3: let say at least you're winning in them. If you're if you
0: weren't
2: winning in them, there might be some discussion there. Going into the semifinals, you guys were up against Liberty, and you both you and them were pretty much the favorites to win. D two was the thought process like going to that game.
4: We thought it was going to be a dogfight. We knew they're a great hockey team and they tied us twice this year. So we knew what we were in for. And I think we were able to
3: come out get our fans behind us early. And that helped that helped us out tremendously. I think our mindset was, you know, we had scored the first goal. So we just wanted to stay on them. They're a really good team and just compete. They're going to compete all night long. Like, it didn't matter what the score was. They're still competing in the third period. I think that they, they had a really strong team this year and have a lot of respect for them for sure. So.
4: And I think just the fact that they were able to their season ends like that and they're able to just get us all together and have a prayer with everybody, I think shows a lot about the character on that team too.
3: they were a fun team to play against all season. A lot of respect for them for sure.
0: You guys had played them earlier in the year and you guys went to a shootout, right? Seventeen man shootout. It was
1: crazy. I'm going to be honest and come clean. I did not have you guys picked to win. We went through who we thought was going to win for each division. I think I picked Liberty. I don't remember, though. I should have known better than to bet against you guys on home ice. Tell us about what it was like playing Providence, the only team that did beat you guys on home ice.
4: They're a good hockey team, and they play really, really well and tough against us. I think they try to play a similar style. I don't know if we don't know how to play against it or what it is, but they play us tough every game. I think we played them eight times, and every game was within a couple goals. So... We knew going into that we were actually kind of disappointed. We got them in our pool. We wanted to stay as far away from
0: them as possible. <laughs> Obviously, going into the pool play, you kind of was it the mindset you had to go three and zero in order to make it to the semifinals? Was that the the goal?
3: Yeah, I think I think that's the goal. Like, I mean, we try to win every single game we play. Like, we knew Providence was going to be a tough game. There's a lot of us that watched the uh, N.C. State Providence game to just see, you know, which one was going to be the more important game. I guess, like the one that decided it, but at the end of the day, I mean, it was way better just winning all three of them and just moving on and not having any care about, you know, goals for and against. So
0: you get to the national championship, it was the closest game you guys would end up playing kind of take us through that game. What it was like, obviously at the start of the season, I'm sure you guys didn't expect to go in front of a sold out crowd for the national championship. So what was that like?
4: It was emotional to say the least that to start the game. And then once puck dropped, it was just another hockey game and, Again, we were very familiar with Iowa State. That was our seventh meeting with them this season, so we kind of knew what they were about. We knew it was going to be a low-scoring battle. As Zach said, you get that first goal. Hopefully, we go from there. It's kind of where we've been able to do it earlier. So let's get that first one and play defense
3: from there on out. Yeah, and I mean, they really took it to us there for a couple of minutes. I don't know if it was just like getting going or or what it was, but that was another game that they they had beat us. Like same with Providence. And even Liberty, they tied us. So those were games that like we had played them and we were going into the tournament on like a losing streak or tying even. And we don't normally have that. So I think definitely guys were getting up for the game for that sense. All all season long, like Kyle said, they played really strong defensively and pretty good battle, I thought so.
0: Yeah, I got to catch most of the games that you guys played because you guys are usually playing later at night. I thought they were the the first team to kind of take the physicality to you guys. I feel like in most of the games you guys play, you set the tone. And I thought in that first period, I was like, wow, Iowa State's kind of kind of pushing them around a bit. And then, like you said, you guys got that first goal like you had all tournament. And that kind of seemed to be enough.
4: Yeah, I think in terms of Iowa State, I think they're a really well-coached team. And they play their systems really well. It takes a little bit for us to figure it out every time we play them. Like you said, they're not afraid to take the physicality to you. I think we were kind of banking on 19 freshmen being a little, little scared
3: in front of 1300, but they weren't, they were, they were ready to go from puck drop. When they hit us, we wanted to hit, you know, that, that doing our game type of thing that, you know, we, we do, we are physical and everything, but we all, we also get the puck to the net, get the puck to our D and, you know, make things happen in front of the net. And, when they're hitting us and that's, that's kind of like we get into scrums and stuff, then we're not really focused on trying to put the puck in the net. And I think that's kind of what we went with for the first start of the period. So
0: When the, the clear out of the zone ends up going into the empty net and the place just goes nuts, what's going through your mind?
4: For me, originally, I threw my hands up right away when I saw it going. And then I had to put them back down. I didn't think it was going to make it down the ice. I thought it was going to get stopped short, or They were going to catch it, but it had just enough. And immediately then it was back to hands up and – it was nice for me because all the guys were still in the D zone, so I got to celebrate with
3: everybody in the pile. I was the only one that wasn't in the D zone. I was the one chasing down the, the loose puck because I thought, well, if it didn't go in, I'll make sure the puck stays behind the net. So I had to skate all the way back down, and I was pretty exhausted. I'm not going to lie. It's, you know, get this old body moving. It takes a while. I would have, you know, had my walker out trying to get down nice, but I just skated as fast as I could down there and celebrate with uh, Marshall.
0: How does the rest of the night go? Because, you know, the the game ends and, and hockey TV turns off. What are the boys doing in North Dakota to celebrate?
4: We had the school put on a little congratulations party where we had a little buffet for all of us and fans and friends and students were all welcome, families. And then there's actually six or seven of us that live in this house that we call the hockey house. Shout out to you boys. And then... We just ended the night here, had the trophy,
3: and kind of blurred from there. Yeah, it was definitely different. The first time I won was in Bodno, and we had to travel on a 26-hour bus ride back to North Dakota. So it was uh, definitely a lot different. And even like the way that the, the tournament ended in and ba- New York than it did here, just way different. So uh, we definitely had some fun celebrating, so it was a good time you guys build a
0: program first year. You can't go to the ACHA national tournament. Second year COVID comes. Was this kind of what you guys had expected to do all along since the program started?
3: I I don't know. Like I think right off the bat, our first year with, you know, our D one drop from Mankato, Aaron Nelson coming in and shooting on him for a full year. If you do score on them in practice, you know, you kind of get a little lucky and you feel good going to other games. And I think, with us winning as many games as we did our first year and then getting to play better teams our second year. Cause we got Florida Gulf coast on the, the schedule three times. And, you know, this year we got Liberty and Lindenwood, Iowa state was on there. Probably the midway through the first year. That's kind of what, what the time was was to win championships. So I'm, I'm happy to do it. I don't know if I would have waited to the third year, it would have been nice to go maybe our first year and, and last year for sure was hard not to go, but I'm just happy to be able to do it. So.
2: Have you guys developed any rivals with any schools yet?
3: I would say at the Division
4: Two level, for sure, Providence is probably our biggest rival. And then Williston and Bottineau, just in-state, those ones are always those are always tough, especially traveling to their place. And then Jamestown and not the Division One level, have turned into some pretty good rivalries. What would you guys say is your favorite place to play? I think my favorite place to play, besides the home rink, would be going down to Liberty this year and getting to play in that rink. It's just so nice, and the facilities are amazing. The weather's nice; not much
3: more to ask for. See, that was that was going to be my pick too. Other than Liberty, I'd say uh, the Lindenwood facility was really nice. We had a really good sewer game going on outside, so and we were just like walking distance from our hotel, so that was pretty nice. And we ended up playing three games there, and it was great facility and you know great community there in St. Louis. So. That'll
0: be the site of the, the national tournament next season. So hopefully you guys can get uh, get back there too. Yeah, I guess go back to the rivalry. What's that like kind of playing Minot and Jamestown? Are you guys throwing chirps because you're D2 and, and, and you're beating up on the D1 boys? Or is it kind of just, hey, we're, we're both teams in North Dakota here. Let's just play hockey.
4: I don't think we can really chirp Minot for beating up on them. We haven't been able to get one of them yet. But Jamestown games are fun. we have just about split with them. And I think chirps go back and forth both
3: ways. And I think we've had some pretty tough battles and some physical instances with them too. Up to this year, we had beat them every time in Jamestown. They beat us every time in the U. Mary here. So I don't know if we just like Jamestown's rank and they like our rank better, but it's that—that's a weird situation. You never have that. And I mean, when we play Minot, every game is is tough. So they—they have a good team. They got a good good system running and just super close games against them too. Like I think we went to overtime a couple times and um, would like to pull out one of those wins eventually,
2: but who knows? Is there any talks of you guys moving up to D1? Not, not,
3: not that we've heard of at least, you know, like we, we did apply for it our first year and then we got denied. So I don't know if like they have reached out to us or we've we reached out to them about moving up divisions. Cause I mean, like we do play Minot in Jamestown, but I mean, we have a D2 schedule. Other than that, you're going to have 50 games on the schedule. It's pretty, pretty nice. I don't know if you can do that at the D1 level. Any crazy situations did you guys have to
0: deal with? I think, well, to start the season, as I said, there's six or seven of us here at this house. And
4: we had one guy out of the house table to go practice for the first two weeks. The rest of us had to sit because he
3: got COVID just before that. So we had to sit for two weeks and he skated. With me, I, the COVID thing, I was in my room for two weeks right when I got here and was out of the room for like three days type of thing and then went back into my room for two weeks for isolation and then, yeah, just crazy. Like, it was like a month that I just sat in my room because came from Canada and just had to isolate as soon as I got here. So that was pretty wild. I think had to miss out the first couple practices week and a half, I think. So that was definitely different because... All the guys that played last year talked about me and nobody knew who I was. All the new players didn't know who I was yet. So,
0: Like with COVID, obviously it limits the number of teams you could play. Is that why you guys were playing some of these teams like seven or eight times?
4: Yeah, I think so. I just think there wasn't obviously a ton of people playing. And I know our conference, I think there was only two or three of us playing, really, in a conference. So that's why, yeah, we played Providence a ton, Liberty a ton, Iowa State which is fun because I think that, that builds those rivalries just a little more. Wrapping up here, what's your uh, favorite part about playing at you, Mary? I'd have to say, obviously, the fan support we get. We can't we can't ask for anything more, having to turn people away during a COVID year. And I think, obviously, playing in the national championship game helped that, but we get that support in a lot of the big games of Pat's House and just around campus. People kind of know who we are, and I feel like as most club teams, you don't necessarily get that, but... We're very fortunate here that the school treats us right and they, they make us a bigger deal than we really should be probably.
3: Other than the fans, obviously the fans would have been my first one as well, but uh, I think it's the guys, the guys that we do play with. I, it's just great going to the rink every day with them. Great trips as well. Like, you know, we, we go to Liberty and Lindenwood. We flew there. So uh, just being in the airport with the, with the guys wearing the same gear and sleeping on the airport floor or whatever it is, just being together, its it's been awesome so far. So hopefully keep going.
0: And anybody you guys want to give a shout-out to before you go? I just think all our housemates,
4: and we've got a couple of them sitting here watching us have this interview, Marshall Cheetah and Andy Huber. They're watching, and just all the guys on the squad, and I think anybody that plays ACHAD2
3: club hockey. We love that, and let's continue to grow the game. Yeah, anybody that loves hockey it's great. Have some fun and keep going.
0: Once again, thank you to the boys from You, Mary. Kyle Hayden and Zach Garrett for coming on the podcast. Congratulations to them. Obviously, it's a huge victory for their program. Once, like we said, only three years old, not only getting to win a national championship, but getting to do so on home ice. It was their third try at it. Their first year, they weren't eligible for the national tournament because they're a first year program. Second year, obviously, COVID comes around, no national tournament. Third year national tournament supposed to be in Boston, but because of COVID, it uh, gets moved to Mandon, North Dakota, home of the Umari Marauders. And they take the cup on home ice pretty special moment it was it was pretty cool to just hear about them talk about what it was like in that moment definitely jealous as a, as a kid sitting in his dorm doing a podcast and not playing this year it sounds like you mary's got a really good program there and i think a lot of people around the country are jealous of how seriously their school takes their acha team
1: i think you and glick
0: both had them picked to win right yeah I, I, that was kind of an alley pick though like <laughs> what if, if if we go wrong there like we're picking the team that's only lost one game on home ice to a D two team. I wouldn't say that we were experts there, but I'll put a feather in my cap so, for it. So basically I was just being very stupid by not picking <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you weren't being stupid. We needed somebody to add a little bit of credibility to this podcast, we needed somebody to think that they were gonna get upset. I don't I think, think you I were that far off. Liberty's a a an you know, an okay pick. Yeah, it was either Liberty or Lindenwood, and both I think of those teams are Lindenwood, yeah. Like I say both of those teams are in the final four, so you weren't that far off. There we go. Yeah. If, if you if you had if you had really picked Iowa State, I I think you you would have had to have been an expert to pick Iowa State. It was cool to get uh, Zach Garrett's opinion on you know obviously being a transfer, being at Botno for two years, and then joining a new program. Garrett adds a second national championship title to his long college hockey career. He was the first one to admit it that he's getting up there in in age. Talked about having a walker to celebrate goals (laughs) in the national championship, but still have another year left. Then I don't know. He's he's got that. He's got five, and the ACHA said they were giving out six. So he didn't sound like he was done playing hockey. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think he said he was like talking like, like next year. So yeah, we'll have to get
0: confirmation on that this week weekend. We got Mother's Day coming up. Hope you boys are, are are sending your mother's flowers, right? Got to get, got to have something planned for Sunday here. Mama
1: Fitz is coming to just pick me up from school on Saturdays. I don't know what we're going to do Sunday, but she's moving me out Saturday. Maybe a nice little brunch Sunday morning? Little little uh, waterside
0: brunch, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, I'll give a huge shout out to my number one hockey mom, Kelly Murphy. Thank you for, for all the rides over the years. Um, my mom was never really the the tying skates type, but she was the the number one youth hockey booster growing up. For as long as I remember, she was always doing the door at my high school games. And she would drive me to tournaments in the offseason, Hockey Night in Boston. She felt like she was my chauffeur for that tournament for years. Obviously would not be here without her. So special shout out to my mom, Kelly. Thank you for everything that you've done over the years.
2: I want to give a, a special thank you to my mom, Isabella Glick. I know that she honestly hated the fact that I became a goalie because it shuts her out so much, but that never stopped her from coming to all my games and supporting me no matter how uh, tough they were and how many times I got hit in the face. She made it uh, a thing to come out to as many games as she can. She actually uh, drove down to Townsend, which is a few-hour ride to my first college hockey game, so that kind of shows her dedication. And I know she listens to this podcast, and she's really dedicated and shows her support for everything I do. So thank you so much, mom. I'll
1: give a shout out to my mom, Belinda Fitzgerald, mama Fitz. She hates coming to the games and, you know, seeing people like hit me into the boards and stuff. So a lot of times she just like closes her eyes, just like your guys' mom's been there since day one, driving me everywhere, washing all the smelly gear all the time. And, she would always say like, my boy is not going to be the, you know, the stinky one out there. I'm like, mom, I, I wear this stuff for one game and it already smells just as bad as it did before. Yeah. Real quick story. I have two older brothers. They were already into hockey and everything, you know, once I had been born. So it was just assumed, you know, I'd be a hockey player. We grew up in Michigan and I skated with, they're not a OHL team anymore, but the Plymouth Whalers out of Compuware, and they would do like learn to skate things. And I, when I was a young kid. I would just lay it like center ice and make snow angels. And I just wanted to, like, I wanted to see my mom, she'd be in the stands and I would just like cry. Cause I just wanted to be by my mom. So I like, you know, just didn't want to play hockey at all. So my mom was like, she just continued to, you know, bring me every time and push me out there instead of just saying like, okay, you don't have to play hockey. She, you know, made me go. And I'm uh very fortunate cause I love the game, t- you know, to this day. And I always will. So thanks mom. Love you. Tying kind of it back to the hockey house. Yes,
0: my mom is also a listener. She listens to the ones that aren't explicit. She'll probably be able to listen to this one. Like I said, she was one of the many people who loved the last episode. As an ACHA fan, obviously the Syracuse bookstore has a larger selection than maybe most D3 colleges do. So I like to think I, I helped out my mom's wardrobe because she's got she's got the Syracuse shoes, the sweatshirts, everything. And she loves wearing them in the classroom when she teaches And and we're playing on the same day. It's always nice to see, but Obviously, to all the hockey moms in the ACHA world, you guys are rock stars. I, I actually, I don't know other than other than our moms. I don't know if there are any ACHA moms listening to this. Thank you to the hockey moms for all that you do, and uh, we'll see you guys next week for another episode of the Hockey House. See you, boys. Good boys.